unidentifiable flying object. UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Sightings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? and gentlemen welcome to another episode of ufo no the show that separates science fact from science fiction your break from the propaganda the bad news the treasonous politicians and it's time to get elevated with me dude named ben stoner from the lcv hell's canyon and with me back for another episode it's mr c hello hello what's going on bro <laughs> Oh, just just a good day, Sunday. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> it's day. A good it's day. Sunday. It's a good day, indeed. It's show day. That's right. It's show That's day, right. man. I'm so excited. We got a good one. Yes, I mean, we, we do. this is really going to be fun. So, for those that aren't aware, which I would be surprised if you're listening to this show and you're not aware of this particular incident, but we're going to be talking about the Peru alien attack that happened. Uh, when was this? Uh, I think it was in like July. Was it July? Yeah, June or July. It's not that. F- it's actually very recent. Yeah, so yeah. It, like this year, summer. this yeah. year recent. So yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm trying to look through my notes see, here real quick and see when exactly it happened. But I, of course, the one thing yeah. <laughs> that could probably uh, is important. But anyways, uh, it was yeah, recent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I mean, this is everything from this is like everything that UFO enthusiasts are creaming their jeans over you know you've got seven foot supposed seven foot aliens uh Mm -hmm. face peeling aliens that are attacking uh a village terrorizing a village a 15 year old girl supposedly uh saw all of this Uh, i mean it's attacked too yeah yeah yeah. so it's got a lot of stuff but along with it having everything that's making you ufo enthusiasts cream their jeans it's also got everything to make skeptics and uh, naysayers and those that are just kind of like myself that are, I question everything. It makes me go, I don't know. The I don't know. That make you go, hmm. That's right. There's a <laughs> lot of red flags in this one. And uh, and so it's it's very interesting, but it's going to be really fun to go over. And, uh, and it's got a lot to it. And I think we're going to go in directions that are going to be surprising to a lot of people mm-hmm. on this one. So anyways, but uh, let's get right into it. And remember, uh, sharing is caring. So spread us like gossip. But um, so here's what you have. You have villagers in the Amazon jungle that reported numerous sightings of these mysterious figures and UFOs being the seven foot tall aliens and all that. There's um, what's his name? Timothy uh, Alberino. Alberino. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Uh, He's an explorer in the area. And he says that eyewitnesses described UFOs as advanced aerospace vehicles resembling the size of a helicopter with an acorn shape and unconventional technology. Right off the bat, my question is, how many people, and maybe this is very um, obtuse of me and, and looking down on the Peru people, but when I see the interview of the girl and I see like the area that they're living in with like basically bamboo fencing, you know, leaves all over the ground. I mean, it looks like one step up from a, a tribal hut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still wear tribal outfits too. Right. Some of them for ceremonies and stuff. Yeah. So my question is, 
how do these people know what an, a, a conventional technology is? Are they familiar with conventional technology in order to judge that it was unconventional? I don't, I beg to argue that no, they don't. Well, they have the internet, supposedly. Supposedly. Yes. Which means they're probably being propagandized (laughs) like a motherfucker. (laughs) But I just am, I'm, you know, I'm curious about the, the, you know, how much technology they're actually aware of to make that decision that, uh, it's unconventional, you know, that it was, it was advanced UFOs. And did they use the word aerospace vehicles? I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. Um, I tried to look up like acorn shaped technology. There wasn't much. What came to mind, of course, was the Nazi bell, Mm -hmm. you know, very acorn shaped (laughs) and, you know, kind of, kind of, um, one of the, according to all this, one of the most disturbing aspects uh, involved a savage attack, a savage yes. attack on a 15 year old <laughs> girl named Talia, um, who, by the way, was wearing a TikTok shirt. And let me just switch this over to the actual main article here. So, this is the, in fact, this is the video of the. From the main article there comes from the sun. Magic seems to hide around every corner. Where- is that an ad? You son of a bitch. Anyways, <laughs> so here's the girl. I'll kind of zoom it in a little bit more, but here's the girl from this. And as you can see, look, I mean, the whole thing is her dad standing right there. Um, I'm gonna try and let me see if I can get past there this, is, uh, real this ad to Wonderland. Nestled by the uh, anyways, um, holiday light show. I want you to see, like, uh, hear a little bit of the actual interview because to me, one of the biggest red flags was the fact that this girl wasn't really doing much of the talking. Mm-hmm. It was mostly the guy, and then she was looking over at her dad, which to me is very coaching. You know what I mean? Yes, she supposedly was very afraid, but yes, you're right. That's, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know how, I, I don't know. The audio is shit. <laughs> Very hollow. Yeah. It's extremely traumatized, this girl. She just stood there and trembled. Head to foot, trembled. For probably a good two minutes, just stood there silent, trembling. She could not speak. That's that Timothy guy that's talking. Mm-hmm. And once again, throughout the entire video... He's basically speaking for this girl and the father, I would say, because neither one of them, I, I, you can't really hear what they're saying at all. Not to mention it's in another language. There's no subtitles. Take that for what you will. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm criticizing it too much, but I think like that's one thing we should be aware of is you have a guy who wants this all to be true speaking for the family. In in basically speaking for him, he's 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 narrating the entire thing. Yeah, you'd think that they'd have them speaking and they put it with in subtitles, subtitles, right? Yeah, exactly. That would but make sense. They don't yeah. do that. Obviously, something very traumatic had happened to her right there in the backyard where we were standing, and and the assailants uh, were. My height, I'm six one. Reminded her of the assailants because they were very tall. So okay, so there was that's already mixed reports. Seven feet tall was one of them. Now they're talking six foot one. Mm-hmm. That's normal. 
Human Normal height. height. Right, yeah. Okay, so keep that in mind. Taller than some, but taller than <laughs> yeah. some, but yeah. not taller than others. Mm-hmm. As as like he's saying, is it's his height. Um, what happened to Talia? What happened to this young lady? Is that one night, uh, one evening, she was picking fruit from. Her- See, here's another thing. Like throughout this video, they kind of showcase things that look like what she described i assume yeah because don't they they showcase like the green goblin or the green yeah they show the green goblin they show like this stuff which is very obviously they're showing uh military equipment that exists Mm -hmm. so what made me like weird about this was i'm going so wait a minute are they comparing it to what already exists because that's exactly what you don't want to do exactly (laughs) that's exactly you're saying it's not conventional it's something that you've never but yet here's what they look like in a helmet and armor that actually exists so i was confused by the imagery in the video i would have had her draw a picture of what she saw yes to the best of her ability, a picture, not be coached, mm-hmm. you know, things like this. It's it, but here's, I'll say this in this day and age, when you have so many people that are jumping on the UFO bandwagon, it doesn't require much like this. People are all about it. They're all, they're like, yep, it happened. Mm-hmm. With just this, and I say there's not enough evidence to say it happened. Not only that, I'm going to, I got a little presentation here that is going to argue that this is very terrestrial. Yes. Very terrestrial. (laughs) A tree. And this was right after dusk. So it just got dark. She's. And again, you have just after dark. So the, the eyewitness is even more unreliable than previously. So, and then if you have all kinds of armor and helmets going on that are blocking out, you know, facial features and things like that. Again, we're talking about people and maybe this is lame on my part, but I, I assume that we're talking about people that don't see mili- don't see like advanced military running around all the time. Yeah, I, I no, assume I'm, I'm that with you on that. Cause yeah. that's a, uh, I mean that country, they probably have, you yeah. know, so if you see, military, if but- you see anything beyond a tank, mm-hmm. beyond a military Jeep, it, I would argue that it's going to be unconventional to you. Yeah. You know, so so if they're dealing with advanced technology that is coming from uh, a militant group, uh, a, a mercenary group, uh, underground black budget military groups. There's the keyword that are coming in. <laughs> then then they're not guaranteed. They've never seen them. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Yeah. It's like a Harrier she, jet that's hovering or something. Yeah, it could know, be like, very much so. She's but picking we'll fruit from the tree. She's knocking the fruit down with this long stick and. The fruit falls to the ground. Talia. So let's let. Okay. And I'm interrupting this a lot, but let's just think she's harvesting fruit with a fucking stick, (laughs) not a hook, not pliers, not a shovel, not tool, a fucking stick. And we're talking about, Oh, they know unconventional craft. It was unconventional. She's harvest. She's literally batting down fruit with a stick out of a tree. And we're going to say, oh, well, she knows technology enough to know that it's unconventional. Nah, she doesn't even know what a conventional tool is. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I had my cousins from Croatia come back a couple years ago uh, to the U.S. 
and they we they went shooting with some of my family and they're holding their gun sideways. Like, oh, this is how you do it. They saw it in the movies. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not how you that's hold That's not a how you do it. Yeah. It's just as you saw this because of Hollywood, yeah. that is not the way it that's is. That's right. And, the, and, and, you know, again, something else that's going to pop up is she references a movie in Spider culture, Man. Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Go- the Green Goblin. Yeah. So here's, here's what I know about these third world countries. As you had said, they get a lot of shit shipped to them mm-hmm. that they just take whatever's given to them because they don't have much, right? So it's clothing, all types of shit like that. On top of that are movies. Do you remember, uh, <laughs> what's the movie? Uh, uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the all that the cartel has to watch is Simple Jack <laughs> and they literally revere him, <laughs> yeah. right? Right? Yeah. Okay, so imagine that that's the case. Like these people are watching superhero movies. They're watching all this movie that is so far beyond their life, like so far beyond their daily life. Again, fruit and a stick. (laughs) Right. Okay. So they're not seeing advanced anything. Mm -hmm. There's no like grabber to like nothing. It's like watching the Avengers and be like, holy shit. Yes, dude. (laughs) Yes. Like they're watching. So. That's what I mean is culturally speaking. And again, I'm only assuming because I've never talked to them, Mm -hmm. but, but to me, it stands to reason that they're not used to seeing anything technologically advanced aside from a TV and a DVD player, maybe a a phone, a smartphone with Mm -hmm. TikTok, by the way. (laughs) And, 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 and then that's it. Otherwise they're smacking fruit down with a stick. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to harp on that, but that's a very big red flag. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Proceeds to Bender and a t- yes in a TikTok shirt. And I know, like you had said, people were pointed before we started the show, we were talking about that a little bit. And and you know, it is true, like I had said, that they do get shit mm-hmm. shipped to them at random. They don't really get to pick and choose, but it is very, very coincidence. <laughs> I don't really believe in them. But it seems to be very odd that TikTok is housing a majority of these videos talking about this girl's experience, and she also just happens to have a TikTok shirt. Yeah. Can you say sponsored? <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe TikTok was like, hey, by the way, uh, what's her name? Talia. Talia by the yeah. way, Talia, you've basically <laughs> you're the content. You are yeah. the content, yep. the content creator. So here's a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. very simple. And, you know, but I mean, is it that the case? Well, we may never know, but it is very odd. So let's continue on over and pick up the fruit that fo- that fell to the ground. And there are um under the tree, there are some dead leaves, and suddenly she feels this gust of wind behind her. And the leaves, she notices rustle. As she goes to pick up the fruit, she feels this gust of wind, and the, and the leaves are rustling a little bit um, on the ground. And so she looks behind her, and what does she see? She sees... By the way, also, have you ever seen somebody traumatized that oh, yeah. is going through their statement? You ever seen that? Let me ask you a question. Does it look like, oh, yeah, there was some uh, leaves over there? No. And, uh, there was, and then the, the rustling of the leaves, and then, uh, and then it came over, and uh, I, was picking up, I was picking up fruit with my stick, and... Uh, no! No. It's, she, it's like you're literally traumatized telling the story. Usually people block it out. Too. These words that they use, I, I, something that drives me up a motherfucking wall with these UFO people 
is that they they use these really descriptive words like traumatized and victim to drum up what this person went through when it's like it's completely unprovable. Yeah. She's completely unprovable. And she's sitting there. I don't see traumatized at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a prick, but I don't <laughs> see traumatized at all. I don't see this girl being traumatized. I see this girl being hooked the fuck up. Well, see, here's here's what they're going to look out for that family. His I'm rebuttal on the video was that she was very traumatized off camera, but then. Oh, very convenient. Yeah, see, and that's what gets me because why, like, w- yeah. why not show the real? No shit. And then you can show the calm interview. It's right? so easy to say. It's like every other phenomenon when the uh, it's like, okay, go and watch ghost adventures yeah. and see how many times they go. Oh, well, the camera was turned over here. <laughs> Doug saw something over there. Yeah. It's very yeah. easy to, oh, while well, the cameras were turned off, she was traumatized, but then she gets on camera and she's cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. This girl is, is super relaxed. Yeah. Super relaxed. Yeah, she's not I, fidgeting her fingers. She I like take. I, I'm no psychologist, but I've seen CSI. Yeah. Okay, so look at all the people that are actually traumatized. What are they doing? They're sitting there playing with their fingers. Mm-hmm. They're looking all over the place. They're they're super paranoid. She's just standing in her backyard, being like, and the leaves and the fruit was in. It came on the Spider Man was on the in the leaves. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, it. Yeah, you need to have a body language expert. Look and then at the not only language. that, you have Timothy here that is literally narrating over everything she says. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very convenient that she just so happens to not be traumatized on camera. She just so happens to have a pink TikTok shirt. <laughs> and it just so happens to be that. Maybe this technology actually exists. We're never going to make it through this video. <laughs> a person. <laughs> Um, coming up the hill because the backyard is kind of a a little gully. It's forested. There's some jungle there between the other houses. So so it's this little gully. We have it on film. And she sees that. Does she not seem like every other teenage girl that you would talk to on camera that's not used to talking on camera? Just kind of meandering, kind of like not sure what to say. Like, that's it. Looking at different directions. kind of. And meanwhile, we don't know what he's saying to her because he's narrating over it. What if he's coaching her? What if the dad's coaching her? And then whoever this other gentleman is in the background as well behind Tim. You see that guy? Camera guy? No, there's another guy behind. Oh, oh, really? You see like right over the shoulder of Tim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. You see it? Yeah, he's got a hat. Yeah. I didn't even see him. Yeah. So there's literally three dudes and mm-hmm. a camera guy standing there. We don't know who else is behind camera. I am guessing this girl is coached out the ass. Yeah, especially to make the the video. To make the video. Get her on camera. I mean, that's my, that's my, but anyways, let's skip forward a little bit because I want to show you the whole thing about, um, All right, here's the, here's the, well, let's just watch through a little bit more. Of course, I fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to do too much. This gust of wind behind her and the leaves, she notices rustle. She goes to pick up the fruit. She feels this gust of wind and the, and the leaves are rustling a little bit um, on the ground. And so she looks behind her and what does she see? She sees a person um, coming up the hill 
because the backyard is kind of a, a little gully. It's forested. There's some jungle there between the other houses. So, so it's this little gully. We have it on film. And she sees this guy, this person, this thing coming up the hill almost as if he's surfing on one of these circular platforms. That is weird. Mm -hmm. And he comes up the hill and he lands next to her and then immediately grabs her. He seizes her from behind and he places his hand over her mouth. So he's got her from behind and he's got his hand over her mouth so she can't scream. Then she sees another one of these guys coming on another platform up the hill and lands and comes, positions himself in front of her and grabs her leg. So now she is, now she is being held by two of these pelacadas, face peelers, one behind her with a hand over the mouth and the other has her legs. The description she gave me. Why, why are they face peelers? See, and that's what I wanted to make a point on too, because that is the local legend and myth that there was these creatures that yeah. would come out and abduct people and they'd literally cut your face off. I actually watched yeah. another video that they had of a boy that was found and they had him covered like banana leaves and his face was cut off. It was actually very disgusting, but gross. Yeah. You could see like his skull and it was looked like it was like bleached. Like his eyes were gone and whoa, it was pretty, pretty horrific looking, but I feel like with this particular interview, that's making an assumptive yes. idea that we're exactly. aligning the two things together, the face peeler legend with the subduction. Yep. So, and it might, it, one, does not necessarily mean it is the other. Yes. Yep. You know, it could be uh, a crazy, weird creature that is face peeling. And then there's also these mm -hmm. militant, whatever they are. Yeah, like cryptids. And then yeah. there's also these other. Yeah, like you. Yeah. Who knows? There's only another minute of this. Of these individuals is identical to what everybody. But I think it's important. The reason why we're showcasing all of this is because I think it's important that we get what she's saying mm -hmm. instead of just what's been printed. Or I should say what he's saying she said. Yes. Because we on we really don't know what she said. We're taking his word for it, really. But it's important to know in what context they're putting all this in from her his lips, <laughs> but, uh, the horse's mouth. Right? Yeah. And then we'll get, we'll, we'll go through it a little bit more, but I think it's important to go through this video of this. Cause this is what it's all based on. Yeah. It's all based on this video. Buddy else was saying, to and us, it's very interesting. The they were dressed they head to Again. foot in black body armor. Uh, she even described the body armor, um, in, in, in greater detail than anyone else. She described how it was on the forearms and on the shins and the, the chest was some sort of a, like a breastplate, um, metallic. And, and the, they, they were wearing these, these helmets, these large helmets, elongated helmets. See, that's strange. Um, that covered the entirety that of it. That is strange. Cause in Peru, that's where they did the head wrapping with the mummies. Correct. Yeah. But was it actually elongated? Yeah. Or was, did she just see that? Because if it's on the move mm -hmm. and it's dark, I mean, again, to me, it's stacked against her that this actually happened because. Well, when I wear my motorcycle helmet, if I look down, I probably look like I have an elongated maybe, helmet. Maybe, yeah. Your helmet's a lot larger than your head. You're it, correct. 
looks bulbous. That's right. And <laughs> yeah. again, if she's not used to seeing something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and all the imagery that they're showing is this advanced armor stuff. Uh, so anyways, we'll their faces. So the very same description that everybody else gave to us, this is what Talia encountered. They were very tall. One of them, which she calls the gringo. Six foot, by the way. Yeah. Six foot, <laughs> very tall, six foot. Was taller than me, considerably taller than. Not what she said originally. He said six foot one. Mm-hmm. He said he, about he his height. up though on that, didn't he? Didn't he kind of trip up on his words that they were like my height, but taller? He didn't say taller. He simply said, said about my, my height, height. Oh, and I'm six right. one. Yeah, so they're. That's a lot bigger. And then that's now it's growing bigger. another foot. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yep. Yeah. And me, the other I think she said was about my height, if I recall. Oh, so two different beings. Um, that one I dubbed the Peruvian. The reason why is because according to Talia, these individuals spoke Spanish. Spoke Spanish. Yeah. One. Well, so the tall one they called the gringo because he spoke English. Yeah. And the shorter one they called the Peruvian because he spoke Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So that right there. Sounds like a human to me or Could a be. human hybrid or something, yeah. right? Could be. So to go on to what he didn't go into in this is that Talia supposedly said that when she got in this, you know, when she was attacked from behind, um, she was able to scream from help for help. But while this was all happening, apparently there was a syringe that was put in her nose. Did you know this? Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> and a, cr- a cream was put on her face. And a scalpel was used to make deep incisions in her neck. Yeah, it was like a numbing cream, supposedly. That's right. So I looked up, in what cases would a syringe be used in uh, in the nose? Okay, and here's what it said. It said one possible use is to administer a drug, mm-hmm. right? So it could have been, uh, you know, if you insert it into the nasal, then certain drugs, they work faster and better. I had that in the army. I got a syringe in the nose. So. Okay. So then there's a chemical substance that may have been used, may contain a chemical substance intended to cause harm or incapacitate. Then there's control or coercion. The act of forcefully inserting a syringe into the nose could be a means of asserting control. Then there's the biological sampling. In more unusual or speculative scenarios, an attacker might use a syringe to collect biological samples from the victim, such as blood or other bodily fluids. Could get it from the nose. Hmm. So this Timothy guy... In the article, not the video, which is very odd that in the article, he expands a lot more, but yet in the video, it's pretty cut and dry. Um, And there's not much to it. But in the article, he goes on to say that uh, that this Timothy guy stayed there with some ex-military colleagues and taught the locals how to use assault rifles to mm-hmm. protect themselves. Yeah, and shotguns, yeah. Yep, and that uh, to help protect their rice and sugar, I guess that's what they harvest over there. Hmm. And But here's what's interesting. Timothy, in the article, again, not in the video, in the article, he says he doesn't believe the attacks yeah. Are alien invaders. Yeah, so he rebuttals too. So it's like there's this narrative that's yes. overlaying what's happening here. Is yes. that just to grab attention? 
It's yes. And I think he's topics. He's a I think he originally said that, but since then, I don't think he's said much of the, uh, not alien invaders. I think he's kind of went more on the side of alien invaders since then, at least in some of the interviews, it seems more that he's leaning towards the alien aspect, but in the original article, he's talking about how he believes that it is an international organization that is out to um, harvest organs and to traffic kids. I'm with him on that. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Cause we know yeah. those things exist. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't require an alien invader. We already know it's shysty government. Yeah. Right. Well, well we have that in spades. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally the authorities theorized that the attacks were out to drive the locals away in order to, Acquire the land. Sound familiar? Yep. Lina mm-hmm. seems very odd. Yeah. Right. So maybe it's maybe it's both of those things. Maybe that's you know in Lahaina it worked better to use directed energy weapons instead of you know uh, like abduction. Yeah, black kind of op thing. militants because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was no hiding. Yep. So, but in urban war or jungle warfare. You're not, what are you going to light? You're going to light up a bunch of trees. Oh, You're going to burn down the entire forest. forest. Yeah. Yep. So it makes more sense. So maybe it's, it's targeted ops that are based on location. Mm-hmm. So in the Peruvian jungle areas, they're using jungle warfare as in sneaky tactics. But then in Lahaina, it's like, well, Lahaina is how the, has these fires every year. Let's just escalate it. And there's a lot of people that are going to see it. So you Mm -hmm. can't just go in and start doing assaults. Exactly. That's right. So so there's that. And then uh, obviously the organ harvesting, uh, you know, that that's what Timothy believes. It's organ harvesting and sex trafficking using top secret hardware. After the attacks, police started investigating, proposed their own theory that it was the use of drones and theatrics to scare villagers away, which is a lot of money to scare people away. Yeah, because the police, I think they said, too, that the attackers were actually the river miners. That oh, that's right. Land, yeah, right? the Peruvian army yeah. said it was yeah. said it was uh, gold miners using advanced technology. <laughs> and I thought that was very interesting because, to me, that statement... Uh, I want. I wonder if I have that statement. There is mining drones. I will. I will give you that. There is. Yeah. But are they going to have those? There? Oh, here we go. I have this video. Let's play this real quick. This is another take on this uh, by a channel called First Post. Hmm. And here's what they had to say. I thought it was. It was. There was a little bit more in this than what was in that original story. So let's go check this out here. Edged alien attacks began in July this year. July, An isolated right. indigenous community in rural Peru claims so. Villagers say they were being harassed by strange beings who even tried to kidnap a 15-year-old girl from the village. Locals say they saw armored aliens that looked like the Green Goblin, you know, one of the arch enemies of the superhero Spider-Man. These so-called aliens have long heads with yellowish eyes and they surf the wind with the help of their shoes. They rise up, then float at a height of about a meter. One of the villagers even shot what he called an alien, but the being didn't fall. And that video doesn't show. I mean, if you're watching this, that video is highly inconclusive. <laughs> highly inconclusive. 
it elevated further then disappeared sounds shady but just as curious especially because of the timing this comes just weeks after the us congressional hearings exactly. about ufo's so obviously the matter blew up it fed into the global conversation on extraterrestrial life visiting earth believers analyzed every bit of the grainy videos skeptics slammed them for well believing that aliens haunt peru after all the alien quota is limited to america at least according to hollywood eventually the news spread like wildfire and it was time for authorities to get involved the peruvian navy and police traveled to the village yeah here's where it's interesting this statement is very very interesting here's here listen up here it comes began investigations after which they concluded that the perpetrators weren't aliens but members of illegal gold mining gangs who traveled from colombia and brazil they used advanced flying technology like thrusters that allow people to fly okay so the fact that the peruvian military made a statement that gold miners apparently have access to thruster boots <laughs> to allow them to move around faster blew my mind. I was like, "Wait a second." Yeah. Regardless of whether it's aliens or not, the fact that he is acknowledging that that th their gold miners might have access to thrust, who has thruster boots? Yeah. Nobody that I've seen. In Nobody modern, I've modern seen. Modern, so that modern, it got modern. me thinking. It got me going on okay, well what are these thruster boots and what could they be talking about well i have this very interesting uh so right here um hold on just a second there's a clip or a picture coming up where they show the girls um let me see if it comes up here and terrorized the peruvian community sounds slightly anticlimactic but the gangs must be given points for creativity and thankfully this wasn't the beginning of an alien invasion for peru Okay, there was a there's a picture that they show. Oh, there it is. Hold on. All right. This God damn it. Come on. I want to travel to the village and began investigations. After which they concluded that trying the to stop there, right there. Okay, so that image right there on the screen of that what she I, I assume the what this girl is showing let me back it up just a tad. Police traveled to the village and began investigations. After which they concluded that the Okay. That image right there. I'm assuming that they're talking about this is what she saw. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have a very interesting image to show. Um Let me see if I can show it here real quick. Definitely looks like a jetpack. It definitely looks like a jetpack, for sure. I'm trying to open it up in another. God damn it. <laughs> of course. Of course. Let me see if I can put it up here. Well, if you're listening, it's a black silhouette. Yes. It's someone, it looks like their feet yes. are large, like large boots with exactly. a backpack, and they're holding, so their hands are out. So keep that image in mind. Let me show you this. This is the. Um, perpetrators want stop it this is the oh here we go flying soldier 
okay, from Bastille Day Parade, July 14th, 2019. Hmm. All right, so here's what it is. Now keep in mind what that what that image was. Defense breaking During news. During the opening ceremony of the French Bastille Day military parade on July 14, 2019, in Paris. Look at that. The French defense industry has. Look at that. And now, now, okay, so we have that. Now look at this. Oh, you son of a bitch, you went forward. <laughs> ...to the village and began investigations, after which they concluded that the perpetrators weren't aliens, but members of illegal gold mining gangs who traveled from Colombia and Brazil. Okay, so that image right there that that girl tell me that that is not the same thing as the flying soldier. Yeah, it looks exactly like Exactly that. like it. Because you have that base, their feet are in like some boots, right? That's right, that's right. So that's what I'm saying is that that's exactly what she's showing on her phone mm -hmm. is that image right there. I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna actually get an image up for y'all. But that is what she's showing. And so that's what I'm saying is like, okay, well, then we have that technology. So all it requires is like, you know, if France is showcasing in a parade, well, you know, it's behind closed doors as well. Yeah. And it was only a couple of years ago. You know, it is. Yeah. So I find that very interesting. I want to actually show that you. Lens to the idea it's a terrestrial being. That's right. I don't think it's going to show me. God damn it. I have this side-by-side -side image I made specifically for this. And of course, it's not one to come up. Is that in the show notes? Yeah, it's in the show notes, but I can't, I can't bring it up. Can you show the show notes? Yeah. Here we go. This is the image. Back to back. Yeah, look look at, at that. that. Look at that. Come on. Tell me that's not it. That's absolutely it. Look at the position of the hands. Exactly. Like it's almost something. exactly. It's almost identical. Mm -hmm. So question is, did she bring up a picture of that to show like uh, uh, illustrate what she's trying to convey, which again, she's basing everything she saw in something that already exists. Mm -hmm. So that alone, that's that's sketchy right there. She's like, well, it looked like this. It looked like that. So it looked like a French guy flying. How do you know it's not a French guy flying? Oh, because he was speaking Spanish. <laughs> well, who cares? So they're bilingual. <laughs> or they have the suits down there. Or or maybe. Or so, there's an outside source that's or, going Or right? it's this, because this came from this a private company called uh, Zambada or something like that. And how do we know that they didn't sell these to the Peruvian government? We don't know. We don't know. So I'm like, well, shit, if that's the picture she's showing, mm -hmm. then that's what it is. Is it not? I mean, I, you know, to me, that makes perfect sense. But I don't know. I, I have a theory. I'll tell you later. Oh, well, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're on it. What's the theory? Well, because I want to connect all these things. We have a lot of evidence we'll showcase. Oh, to you okay. Guys I too, see what you mean. Yeah. I want to pivot what we're talking pivot, about here. Pivot. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, we've talked about the ongoing investigations and different reports and things, you know, yeah. through August. And, yeah. Um, I think we, didn't we add something, a clip from Sean Ryan's show? Uh, we did. 
Because there was. But before we go, hold yeah. on. Before we go on to that, though, I want to show this too. Okay, so this is something else that happened in Peru. Real quick, before we go on, this also happened in Peru, and this is the um, the Peruvian alien mummies. Oh, that's right. Right. Mm-hmm. That so was that right happened in Peru. Yeah. Around the same time. <laughs> And so my my question is, well, is it just Peru throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks? Disclosure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because that was their disclosure, right? Yeah. I mean, c- could it really be something like that? It just makes me wonder, like, what, you know, what is that? What does that really mean? Well, that's it's strange that those things are happening around the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here's here's a little news clip of this um let me bring it up here i forgot to bring it up earlier i apologize this is a little news clip talking about the the peruvian mummies and it's from a very uh you can tell skeptical um guy Mm. but i think he's he's kind of spot on on this you know it's like it's it it it's not very impressive the little cuties stop it the uh oh, they're talking about the aliens there. Well, he is. He is talking about the aliens there. <laughs> like cuties. these little cuties. <laughs> so here's the video. Here's a little news clip of this guy. Yeah, you got to love Mexico, land of mezcal, spicy candy. And Mr. Smith goes to Washington. But Mr. <laughs> Smith has alien bodies. They know how to live down there. The Mexican government <laughs> is once again taking time to hear out a case for extraterrestrials. That's right. The little cuties are back, baby. (laughs) So that same journalist went back to uh, the Congress in Mexico. He's a guy named Jose Mausan. He was back in front of Mexico's Congress for nearly three hours to show off even more of the things he calls non-human beings. He again brought in doctors from Peru who testified that they were real. You might remember back in September when he got some FaceTime with the government to show off another set of little bodies. One was even supposedly pregnant. I'm still waiting for the baby shower invite on that one. But anyway, back then I said, at best, this is a pretty good third grade science project, but not like so good your parents did all the work. He tried the same ruse back in Peru in 2017. 2017 tried to bring about alien bodies that turned out to be fake. But this time he got a few doctors to get on his case and be like, oh, no, it's real. <laughs> and the way they hold found- them. Too. The way they hold them, yeah. I mean, I just, to me, it just screams fuckery. That mm-hmm. Those alien bodies were actually dolls made of paper and synthetic glue made to simulate skin. So pretty close to a third <laughs> like bad paper machine. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, very much so. So again, my, uh, I, f- I smell fuckery in Peru. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm getting at, is that I feel like... <laughs> Peru wants to be a part of this real fucking bad. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because they want funding for UFO studies. (laughs) What is it? You know, so it makes me wonder. But I just wanted to show that to kind of wrap up what we're talking about with the whole Peru and what's going on. And that to me, there's a lot of things that that scream fuckery. That is. uh can't be can't be verified yeah none of it can be verified it's all hearsay based on a 15 year old girl's testimony and a bunch of ufo enthusiasts that are are begging for this to be true 
And so they're giving her a lot of limelight and they're putting a lot of info out there. But to me, this is a pretty straight up case. This is a case where a girl ran into some shit that she, for whatever reason, wasn't supposed to be there or I don't know what, but I don't think it's aliens. I don't think it's aliens. I want to chalk it up to, I think it's military. I think it's government fuckery in general. And yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Now you were talking about the, the Sean Ryan. This is Michael Herrera, right? Yes. Yeah. Cause I, I want to kind of showcase, you know, we talked about several alien attacks or yeah. these experiences. Cause I have a theory that hinges directly off of what you're saying. Okay. So we should we start with Sean Ryan then? Yeah, yeah, right, let's, let's go ahead. do it. This thing take off. I mean, do you have any estimation of speed? How no, it was it was faster. It was the fastest thing I've ever seen. The whistleblower protection act that has been put forward in the National Defense Authorization Act. I mean, this is what it's for. By the way, that NDAA bill that's coming out. You know what they're putting in there, don't you? No. Along with this whole disclosure avenue, they're throwing in Section 702. What is that? Section 702 is what Ed Snowden, Edward Snowden, oh, that's right. blew the whistle about. Mm-hmm. It's all about, it's a no-knock warrant for your data. Oh, awesome. And that's what they're putting <laughs> in there. So while everybody is championing this bill to come out so it can Pave new avenue for for disclosure, which will never happen. It's never going to actually happen. Meanwhile, you're gonna you're gonna be clapping along as they officially cut the red tape for the FBI to do whatever the fuck they want. So you idiots, quit doing this. <laughs> quit thinking that the government is on your side for whatever reason, whether it's aliens, your health, whatever the fuck you think that they're helping you with, they are not. So get over that. And by you giving them more money, you're just helping them do what they want to do. It doesn't matter if you think if like, well, we need disclosure. We need an avenue for people to come forward for reporting. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. So just remember that. And let's just say no more money to the government. If you want to study UFOs, you got to get rid of the intelligence communities first. Mm -hmm. Period. Step one, start public executions for politicians. Let's do that. Step just, one. And then you can study whatever the fuck you want because nobody's going to stand in your way. Just think of Richard Doty. There you go. Did. That's right. He infiltrated an entire community and spread disinformation. So don't get sucked in. Mm-hmm. The gear that they had was black OTV vests. They had black camouflage utilities. So what, what you're saying is there was there would have been no Mexican. They were professionals. Yes, there would have been yes. no Mexican standoff where no. if they fired, they're shooting into their other squad. They had they, they had perfect angles. Yes, they did. To where both sides could engage you. Yes. It's called an ambush. Yeah. You know, they're talking like it's some special maneuver that only black ops do where they encircle you to where everybody has line of fire. It's called an ambush. <laughs> it's very common, actually. Very common. <laughs> They've been doing it since uh, World War II, <laughs> yeah, Vietnam. Buffalo, uh, Bill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. It's like, oh, so they lined up to where they could all fire and they all had. Yeah, it it makes it out like that's some special formation. Mm -hmm. It's an ambush. It's literally every military has an ambush and it's the same thing. Hey, don't get in each other's line of sight. Line up to where you have them in your sight and you can all fire at the same time. Yeah. So that's, it's funny because here he is a CIA operative and he's like dumbing it down. Like, (laughs) oh, you mean everybody was in formation to shoot at the same time? Weird. 
Any accents? Uh, not accents. It's just like American dialects, how you and I are talking. Uh, very, you know, they, at one point they said they were going to smoke us. They could throw us out of a helicopter. They could, it's very easy to get lost in the jungle out here. You know, they kept saying stuff like that. And, or they're going to kill you. Yeah. I can tell you from our point of view, it's... By the way, what is the... what? What's the story he's telling that's in the context? Because that's kind of out of context. Yeah, so... Basically, what had happened, he was on a mission, and I think it was Indonesia. There was a disaster relief that was going on over there. There were several Marines that were going out giving um, supplies to the people. And he was going over a hill. They were checking out a different area that was kind of around the storm. That's when he first saw this craft mm. that was down there that was a, you know, I'm trying to explain the craft would looked like. It, it looked more like a human craft because I think it had the way the shape was and everything, but they had come across this and they had saw like trucks loading underneath of this supposed UFO. They were going up into the inside of it. And there was all these like containers, like shipping containers. And if you know anything about trafficking, they have used like containers like evergreen. Yeah. So, and that's what I think this is really showcasing. That's why I wanted to bring this into light because we're looking at this, and all these different situations, what's happening here. Because I think everything we've gone over to this point in ufology, we've talked about Richard Doty and the half-truths showcasing the 80-20 split. Yeah. And it's really telling us that, hey, they're using this alien idea as a guise to cover up what they're really doing. Doesn't mean that there isn't some extraterrestrials out there, right? Yeah. That there is, I believe, a entity that's above us that is controlling the government. And giving them what to do and giving them tech for trade. Could be. So. Could be. But again, what, I, you know, my argument always is we already know the government traffics. Mm -hmm. We already know that they do organ harvesting. You know, every, they make it out like China's the only one that does that. No. Come no. on. Come on. No. You know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, the possibility that there is an alien civilization that is working with the government, which I would argue uh, is worst case scenario. Yes, worst case worst scenario. case scenario. Okay, there's people that be like, oh, worst case scenario is alien race that wants to hurt us. No, an alien. Uh, what's worst case scenario is an alien race working with the government who wants to hurt us. So you have an alien race that is enabling the government to continue to fuck over its people. Well, that's bad. That's, that's very, real very bad. bad. That's yep. real bad. So, you know, I, yeah, I, again, yes, it is possible as that there's God up there. It's possible that the universe is expanding at an infinite rate. Mm -hmm. All of these things are possible, but we can't prove it right now. No. So same thing. There could be an alien race that's watching over humanity, waiting for us to become enlightened. We don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. But what we can prove, <laughs> what we do have evidence of is government fuckery. Yes. Like hardcore, hardcore government fuckery. So that's what I'm leaning on. But um, you have something else here as well, right? So you have, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, you got a lot. Yeah. Um, there's also, what do you want to go towards next? Uh, let's see. We went over the Michael Herrera. There's ancient aliens, galactic federation. Yeah. That's a short little clip. Yeah. We'd watch that. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. This is talking about the federation between aliens and the U S government, which yeah. we just kind of talked about, but 
You want to start this in the beginning or what? Yeah, it's a short little clip, so. It's five minutes. Oh, is it five? It's oh. five minutes. Oh. Uh, Where do you want to start? Where do you want to go? There is a small section that talks about, I thought it was a TikTok video, isn't it? Or is it an actual? Oh, there is a TikTok, but you have one here that's Oh, the okay, sorry. Yeah, this ancient, is actually. You want to do the TikTok one? Oh, yeah, bring up the TikTok one okay. now. We can come back to this. I'll get to your All right. stuff here for you. Oh, this is the Jillian Stone? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, I got you. Pardon us, folks, while we get our poop in a group. <laughs> TikTok. That the Nephilim is again where a lot of this stuff is coming from with this Peru thing. So yes. you know, take it for what you will. What, what do you know? Right? Yeah. Working with the United States government. Check. If you missed that, she said the Nephilim mm -hmm. is meeting or, or, or working with the U.S. government. This is proof that the Nephilim is working with the United. Proof. Proof. Strong, strong word, right? Just very strong word strong based word. on what comes next. United States government. Check out this incredible clip. Uh, he's the one that was. The proof is a guy talking about <laughs> another guy's experience. So we got third hand information. Yes. And she says it's proof. That's the problem with all of this. Mm. All of these people that claim that words are proof. Words are not proof, words are ideas. Yep. Proof is something tangible. Uh, talking about seeing the, the giants in the deep underground military bases. The audio is shit. Yeah, it's not good. He said that one of the first things that they had to do before he was allowed to go into S-4 or S-20 or any of the others, they made him sign an affidavit saying, you're not allowed to use the name Jesus Christ in these underground facilities. Oh, that's right. So this yeah. is all... Um, Putting it into a spiritual context. Yes. yes. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to represent the idea that these beings. Yes. So you'll, you'll hear. So that. yeah, he says that uh, you know you're not allowed. You have to sign an affidavit that you won't say the name Jesus Christ in the underground facilities because it's all well, he's not even run by the or anything. And he said that he saw ten to twenty five foot tall giants in these underground bases and said that they were you know human scientists and other people working side by side with them. He said that they even came right out and said they were the Nephilim. They, they came right out and said said that uh, you know basically we're preparing for an intergalactic war with God and they believe that they're going to win. Where are they getting this? They're going to win from. We know that the Nephilim existed before and after the flood, meaning that they walk amongst us today. And we also know. So wait a minute. So the fact that they existed before the flood mm -hmm. means that we know that they're walking among us. How, how is that? So with the story of the Nephilim, those are basically like the fallen angels. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So with the Nephilim, they basically with the flood, they're pretty much wiped out, but some of them were left here. Their spirits or entities, which we call demons, are still here, right? Because they're in a spiritual form, yeah, not a physical form, not all of them. So, and that's what they're getting at is that that basically that that's saying that they can't say Jesus Christ. Because I actually watched a different interview. They were talking about like Sasquatch and stuff. And they said, this guy said that he actually said the name Jesus Christ. And these beings said, oh, of course we know him. And I was like, what the fuck? Weird. <laughs> like, Weird. Very strange. But yeah. what well, this is... is hinging on on this situation is that yes this is a third party obviously right it's yeah talking of a story about this underground base these dumbs yeah which i want to talk about phil schneider in a little bit too yeah but is his seems a bit more credible this is tiktok right well <laughs> but, yeah so yeah. we're getting some random stuff out there but 
what this is saying essentially is these beings are working with the government. That's why I want to point out this little short clip. Yeah. Not to give full credence, but just kind of showcase there's a little bit of what this might be out. out there. Yes. Yeah. That the Nephilim might be working with the government. Yes. Yep. That's why you have like the Satanists and all these yeah. upper, upper echelons of the elites that worship Baal and Moloch. Well, and- what worries me is like, you know, I'm very skeptical. I, 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 I default on propaganda. Mm-hmm. What I consider to be one of the oldest and longest lasting forms of propaganda, and this might piss a lot of people <laughs> off, but it's the Bible. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> the fact that the Bible has been rewritten multiple times. We've mm-hmm. talked about this. Yeah. It's been rewritten multiple times. It's like the biggest game of phone tag ever. And it has been rewritten to benefit. In fact, words have been replaced. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had mentioned Multiple the word words. Lord. Yes, that actually means ball, the demon. Okay, so so that being the case, here's here's what I I I land on is that <laughs> how can we know that certain things in the Bible are propaganda, but then use other things as though it's not. And so if we're to use this, if, if we think of it as a tool to control a population, mm-hmm. which I think is very possible, mm-hmm. then how can we take, how can we take it as truth? That being the case, I mean, how do you know that the version you're looking at, whatever, wherever you're looking at it, even the book of Enoch, how do we know that these things weren't manipulated in a certain way, similar to like what I had said about QAnon, Mm -hmm. how QAnon may have started out as a group of people that were trying to, you know, keep an eye on the deep state and like sending out encoded messages to keep people on track. But eventually I do truly believe that it was captured. Oh yeah. Cause that's what they do. Yeah. So if we're looking at, I mean, again, my, my thing is like, it's the only book that's given away. Mm-hmm. It's put in every hotel room. Every hotel room has a Bible. Why? Except for the last one I went to. <laughs> well, maybe, they're, maybe they're changing things. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Maybe it was stolen. I don't know. Yeah. But all I'm saying is like, it makes me question the entire religious basis for all of this. Mm-hmm. Is that it's like, look, I mean, it's you can say like it's a battle for spirituality for the soul and it's evil and it's, you know, aliens made a pact and, you know, with, with, uh, with, or, or the Nephilim made a pact with the government and, you know, like they have to broadcast everything they're doing. Cause that's the, that's the, that's the arrangement that they've made. It just all sounds convenient mm-hmm. to say, you know, well, I found a message. Well, how are, why are they broadcasting the message? Well, they have to, why do they have to? Oh, well, because it's the bargain that they made it's to get away with what they're doing. It's like, <laughs> it's, well, that's very convenient. Mm-hmm. It's very convenient that they have to tell you. And you just happen to find these encoded messages, you know, like it, it's, Again, it's very, very convenient. And of course, it's the whole like good and evil. Whatever's bad, you blame on evil. Whatever's good, you say is the good was responsible. But maybe it's just human nature. Mm. Maybe it's just human nature that people do bad shit because they've got mixed up wiring. You know, like some people, they, they like to do good things. It makes them feel good. And then you have other people that they like to do bad things because it's exhilarating. Mm hmm. You know, you simply have that aspect of humanity, but, but 
I just, I wonder about the validity of the whole, you know, higher echelon, you know, where all these things are controlling humanity and working with the guy. It just seems so like, you know, it's Occam's razor. Mm -hmm. The simplest answer is generally the right one. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not very simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's not as simple as human nature and people find reasons to justify their actions, you know, and whether it's good, bad or ugly, people will find a reason to do it. And other people will find a reason to justify or, or a better reason in their minds than just humans are fucked up. You know, like some people that's not good enough. Some people it's not good enough to believe that humans are just fucked up. It has to be the devil, mm -hmm. you know, like good things don't just happen. It has to be God. You know what I mean? Well, why? Why does it have to be that? Why does it have to be a battle for good and evil? Why does it have to be aliens? Why does it have to be? Why couldn't it be a whole bunch of people in government that are simply seeking their own means? And because the world is based on money and greed, that that's what they <laughs> they lean towards, Control. because that's what that's what gets propels them to the next level. I don't know. Well, if you think about life, think about duality. Yeah. So you have a volcano that explodes, right? Yeah. The lava comes down the mountainside, wipes out and burns up everything. But then a month or two later, grass grows. It's a cycle of life, right? Yeah. So you could be, that could be considered good and evil, positive, negative. Those are all dualities. And they're all around us at all times. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a simple answer with Occam's razor there. Yeah. So we look at it that way if we broke And that's down, just nature. That's just nature. That's right? not good or evil at play. No. That's just nature. I mean, when when an, a crocodile tears a gazelle to shreds, mm -hmm. I'm sure that gazelle feels that that alligator's <laughs> evil. Unless it chomps its spine okay? right now. But right? the truth is he's just hungry. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's yep. all about perspective. That's I mean, the word right there. Yes. Yeah. And yep. so, so now it comes down to, okay, your perspective is swayed by your culture. Mm -hmm. Your perspective is swayed by your religion. Your, your, your perspective is swayed by your belief structure. And then all the things like that 15 year old girl where Spider-Man influenced the culture, a, 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 a cultural influence affected her perspective on what it was that actually attacked her. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's what, I mean, I feel like people that believe that evil exists, anything that's bad, they're going to excuse as evil. They're going to say it's evil as opposed to nature and, and human nature. I mean, human beings are just animals. We've just found clever and clever ways to fuck with each other. You know, and and now it's it's hoverboards and and an armor, you know, fucking with Peruvian people in the jungle to capture their land or capture their organs or, you know, whatever. But I don't know, man, the Nephilim thing again, I don't know, but it just is so complicated. It, it involves yeah. so many steps you have to go, you know, you have to go back to ancient. It's, it's, you have to go back to the ancient religion stuff and like, mm -hmm. look at the book of Enoch and see the Nephilim and that whole as opposed to just the world has nurtured dipshits <laughs> and the world has nurtured greedy dickheads. And now we're full of dipshits and dickheads and they're, they find reasons to, to come up with what it actually is, as opposed to a dipshit human affecting a, a, a douchebag person. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that does make sense. But if you look at things too, with the uh, ancient culture and religion, and everything too, yes. that, that's that duality once again. Yeah. 
because there is it does make sense, but it it has been. Let's put it this way: if you're going to be an alien species that isn't benevolent, you're going to be benevolent. You're going to hide things, though, right? Yeah, you're not just going to come out and say, "Hey, I'm here." That's <laughs> I'm true. Fuck with you. That's true. So I mean, that's well, but maybe because think mind. about think about this. I mean. Let's say you go, I mean, I know this is a very tired analogy, but mm. the, the anthill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. When you walk up to an anthill, are you contemplating whether you're going to fuck with that anthill or not on an existential level being like, boy, I'm going to really, I'm going to really go after these ant souls. <laughs> you know, I'm going to make them fight amongst each other. And no, you're, you're going to stomp on them, drown them, fire them up, or are you going to leave them alone? Yeah. You know, but there's probably not much thought that goes beyond that apart as as far as their social structure goes and like trying to manipulate all that. So if the argument is it's an advanced civilization, which that is the argument generally, mm -hmm. okay, then why fuck with us? What is it about humans? Well, then in order to justify that, you have to go to another level and say it's for our souls. So now you've gone from aliens to spirituality uh, spirituality <laughs> yep. spiritual aliens yes yep so so it's like it's getting more and more the more mm -hmm. you go into like it's it's a battle for our soul the more pieces it involves to make that work god the devil demons angels all this lore that goes into it as opposed to again human beings being human beings mm-hmm People just find a reason to fuck with each other for whatever it is. And because we can't imagine, you know, like somebody like, like you and me, we can't imagine being a dictator and starving a people to death, mm -hmm. right? Massacring a village. So in our minds, we're like, God, that's evil. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can't even contemplate that level of thinking. But to that person, it's a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like it's it it doesn't involve like oh boy i'm so evil and i'm doing this for my lord god and a mm -hmm. demon maybe it is maybe they are worshiping the devil in their you know cup of noodles spelling <laughs> you know whatever it is but i don't think that's what it is i think it's people that simply find a reason to be to to do what they're going to do and they justify it well maybe that's the simple case right there maybe these benevolent beings are just hungry. Ah. <laughs> and they're wearing armor and hoverboards. I don't know. Well, they're giving us the armor and hoverboards. <laughs> the tech. Oh, to do I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So they're giving us the tech to do these things. Yeah. They just can't come out and eat us. I mean, they probably could in the night, but. <laughs> but again, uh, uh, that's a lot of assumptions. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know, like I said, I mean, my thing is like, look, we have evidence that this technology. Okay. Again, we're basing all of this off mm -hmm. of what this girl said. This technology exists. We did a side-by-side -side comparison of what it looked like, what she explained that it looks like, what is actually out there. Now you just need to put it on people. Mm -hmm. Whatever group, whatever reason to use it. And I mean, look what the CIA does, man. Look oh, at yeah. like look, the, the uh, you know, Paul Benowitz situation, sending two guys out to fuck with this guy for years and to get him to just run himself crazy mm -hmm. and spread disinformation. And how how is this not similar? Yeah, we don't know, right? Yeah. And if it is Peruvian gold miners <laughs> with thruster boots. We want some. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we want some. <laughs> that's crazy. Every gold miner should have thruster boots. <laughs> now, what is it about? Uh, you had some things about... 
Giants. You had something we you wanted to talk about Phil Schneider. You have some yeah. stuff about Antarctica in here. So where do you want to where do you want to go next? So that ancient aliens uh, Galactic Federation between the aliens yeah. and the U.S. government. If you yeah. go to about one twenty four, okay, I think one twenty four. Let's see. 129, sorry. 29. Okay, you got it. This is the British guy that they tried to arrest. Oh, Gary McKinnon. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which again, look, Edward Snowden mm -hmm. cannot disclose his location. Every time he appears on a podcast, in an interview, he's shown he never is never in person. No. No. He's always in an, in a non-descriptive location, very generic background, mm -hmm. because he is hunted by the US government for what he again, section 702 that we now know was a no-knock warrant to get access to the American people's data. Searches, messages, phone calls, you name it, okay? But yet, but yet Gary McKinnon comes out <laughs> supposedly with a list of officers and ships mm -hmm. to do with a secret space force, which I think is space force. No, I think they show the list on here. And, but yet he's able to continue to go on ancient aliens. He's able to do podcast interviews. He's able to do in, in complete, like he shows up on location. He's clearly not hunted by the government. So what's the difference? I think it's government approved talking points. Mm -hmm. Why wasn't Edward Snowden allowed to go on a press tour about what he whistleblowed on? Because it was actually dangerous to the government. Mm -hmm. Like the Whereas cell phones. And Gary everything. McKinnon, David Grush, David Fravor, Ryan Graves, Stephen Greer, Lou Elizondo, Christopher Sharp have all claimed to release classified information and be a whistleblower. And they're, 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 they've made careers out of it. So again, I think the difference is government approved. The government doesn't give a shit if you're spreading lies to cover up their lies. Mm -hmm. They're going to let you. They're going to let you go out there. The, why do you think Grush's, all of Grush's shit has been approved? Yes, go out there. Spread the great word of UFOs, man. Go at, go out there. Do it. It's covering up for Section 702. It's covering up for the amount of money lost between the Ukraine and the Russia thing. It's the amount of money that's being uh, uh, put over into Israel and the Hamas situation, which is actually Iran's situation, if you really think about it. But it's all this shit. It's all this stuff that they don't want you thinking about. They don't want you looking at. They don't want you remembering that the Pentagon's never been audited. <laughs> it's never been audited. Why can't we add a, audit the Pentagon? You yeah. and I could be audited tomorrow yeah. Yeah. if they decide to. But yeah, we can't audit the Pentagon. Come on. It's because it's those things. And in the meantime, they're getting you. They're finding another reason for you to get on board with giving the government money. Mm -hmm. Oh, we'll do it. We'll, we'll study UFOs, but we're going to slip it into a NDAA bill mm -hmm. that's going to also include the greatest surveillance since the Patriot Act. Well, you know why? This is all leading up to the final card, the Project Bluebeam. Project Bluebeam, baby. Cover up of the... Absolutely. Of the world. I mean, dude, there's so much propaganda out there. There's so much mis- and disinformation out there. It's hard to know what's real and what's not real. A great example of this 
is uh well let's watch this gary yeah, and Kenny yeah. thing because i started going off track <laughs> <laughs> but again That's it makes me wonder why that. is he a whistleblower and allowed to wander around shitting in whatever toilet he wants to whereas edward snowden has to do it under the guise of of being hidden yeah he's gonna poop in, in hiding yeah uh. <laughs> Pooping and hiding, man. I can't even imagine that the stress involved in trying to just relax enough so you could take a shit. Sounds really but shitty to me. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I was thinking there must be an off-planet space force or space fleet, at least. After McKinnon's arrest, he was told the U.S. government intended to sentence him to 70 years in prison. Which they never did. At the nope. time, I thought six months community service was all you'd do for a computer misuse act in Britain. We fought extradition for 10 years, and we actually won the case. But unfortunately today, the arrest warrant is still live, and I'm still on the Interpol red list, so I can't travel. Could it be that Gary McKinnon's... But again, to separate Snowden, not only can Snowden not travel, he can't give up his location. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can clearly see McKinnon was on set somewhere. Yeah. So clearly he's able to travel. Yeah, he might not be some, able to travel abroad. Yeah, we can stay in Britain, right? You 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 privileged fuck. Most of us aren't able to travel abroad anyways. All <laughs> yeah, right. Due to financial reasons. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> what he saw when he hacked into computers at the Pentagon and NASA is genuine. Is the US government engaged in secret operations beyond Earth? I think Gary McKinnon is truthful in that he did see files on secret space programs and UFO related material, whether that. And George Knapp, the UFO reporter, mm -hmm. not a fan. He was at the disclosure, remember? What's he was, that? He was in the audience of the oh, disclosure, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, yeah. All those hearings. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he's championing all the same things. Yep. He's been touting Bob Lazar forever. They're getting paid for all this. That's oh, why. of course they are. Absolutely. Was legit or was just sitting there somewhere? We can't say. But there's no question that he did what he claimed to have done. While there are many who question the authenticity of Gary McKinnon's account. That's me. <laughs> more notable figures have since come forward with similar claims. In 2013, former Canadian Minister of National Defense, Paul Hillier, declared that the United States government and other governments around the world are working with... Again, his words. Mm -hmm. He didn't bring any evidence. He just said, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's happening. Organized <laughs> groups of extraterrestrials. Why do you say that UFOs are as real as the airplane? And again, the other thing that they make it out to be is they make it out like because he's a government official, that that should make him credible enough. All right, let's not forget government stooges suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Like, like how I hate them all. <laughs> I hate them all. If you work for the government, you're a fuck face, <laughs> especially if you're higher up with so-called knowledge and all this shit. Like you're a real fuck face. And then not only that, you're going to come forward and be like, yeah, well, because of my credentials, <laughs> I'm going to say yes to all this stuff. Yeah flying over our heads. Well, because I know that they are. 
<laughs> because I know that they are. Wow. How amazing. Again, I mean, look, I'm not, you know, I don't want to burst anybody's UFO bubble here, but maybe I do. But, you know, the thing is, is like, why take his word? Why? Because of what? He it, Because he's old? Because he's he been in the, the government for a while? The, whatever the Canadian. Which makes whatever, him the biggest right? stooge of all. <laughs> Why should we trust him? Don't trust government. Since when can you trust government? Been visiting this planet. That's what makes for me laugh. It's like everybody that's staying, like, we can't trust the government. They're involved in this cover up, but trust everybody from the government that says anything <laughs> about UFOs. Oh, really? Okay. And there is what is called a federation of these people. Paul Hellier was a former deputy prime minister of Canada and a former minister of defense of Canada. He was able to talk to a lot of important people within the US and Canadian system. And it was his opinion based on the sources that he had that there are many groups that are here visiting us. So again, Paul Hellier uh, is not the only government oops, official. Hold on. Grush is not saying anything new. Mm -hmm. He's saying the same shit this guy's been saying yeah. forever. See, and that's why I believe and this is a controlled narrative. Yeah, me They're going to give you a little bit of information that is real. There probably is extraterrestrials that are visiting. There probably are extraterrestrials that are under the ground that may be working with the government. Maybe. You know, maybe, right? But that, that all kind of comes out. But yet they're going to cover that up and gloss it up because that way when they shoot up Project Bluebeam with a mothership over your head saying that that's the new savior that's come down to earth. They yeah. have control of you again. Well, and I think like, you know, again, like what's going to, if, if, if we go on with the, the government's general um, theme, which is infiltrating groups to fight amongst each other. Yes. One more aspect of this is people that believe one, you have people that believe that UFOs are real and people that don't. But then in the same group of people that believe that UFOs are real, you have two different groups, one that believe they're evil and one that believe they're not. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe there's both. Maybe there's both. Maybe there's <laughs> not. Maybe be, the right? whole thing is like like uh, there's this guy, Jack Brewer on Twitter, and I, I loved what he said. Mm -hmm. What if there is no alien cover up? What if the cover up? involves something else and nobody's asking that that's the trafficking we're talking about could be the trafficking i think it has a lot to do with technology mm -hmm. i you know if humans are the most powerful creatures on earth which i believe based on ancient cultures that that's what they're trying to tell us mm -hmm. is that ancient man had far more power over his environment than we do now and that i think that is if you're going to traffic humans, it's for that purpose. Yeah. It's to control the power that humans contain. So what if, you know, along with these MK Ultra experiments and things like that, that we're trying to, you know, tap into human potential, that also the human potential is your ability to harvest and channel energy. And what if they're doing that involuntarily? Mm -hmm. What if they found a way to strap you in like a battery? And power, you know, use that natural energy to power you so you can power other things. It's kind of like the Matrix. Think about it. Very much so. So what if that's the real cover-up? What if it's not aliens? What if it's just this mass network of really despicable humans that want you to believe it's not humans, mm -hmm. 
that are doing all of this to sell. I mean, we know that they keep the most advanced technology under wraps. We know that for health reasons, you know, for people can live forever. I mean, look at all these old fucks that are living forever, (laughs) forever. It's because we know that they have access to healthcare and and medicine that we don't have. You know, it's like the Bill Gates thing, you know, him harvesting nuclear power to power his AI (laughs) to make it more effective. He's putting it in smaller modular reactors so that way he can power his AI. My argument is, why the fuck aren't we getting that for every household? Mm -hmm. Why isn't every household getting a little Campbell soup can full of nuclear reactor energy to power their home forever? But no, Bill Gates gets it to make his AI work better. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. You know, so that's what I mean. It's all these things. Well, all these things line up to the potential for it to be alien, the potential for it to be a galactic federation, the potential for it to be reptilians underground. The the it we have evidence that Bill Gates is a fuckface mm-hmm. that is capturing technology for his own means. Yeah. No aliens. So what if that's just happening all over the place? Again, that's what they're covering up. I, I again, that that's what I think is more likely because we have direct evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there more to this? Uh, that's probably good because we okay. should both are yeah. talking about that. But um, yeah, it, it you know it makes you wonder. But part of what you have going on here, though, for this presentation is the whole in Antarctica. How does this all play in? So. Let me, bring, let me bring that, that up. Yeah, that's really cool. So, <laughs> yeah, I found this on a certain site. A certain yeah. site? <laughs> what, what's the certain site? It's uh, Inner Saul oops, Lockwood, oops. who actually wrote a book about Baron Trump and his, like, mysterious Oh, journey. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is actually a government company that's in D.C. right now that has this website. If you change it into dark mode, you can see certain things that pop up. Oh, that's right. That was the, um, I can actually bring that up. Remember I showed you that. It was kind of cool. It was, it was very, very weird. Yeah. It's very bizarre. I'll actually put the link in the show notes. Yeah. It's crazy. So that way y'all can check it out. Cause it is, it is a very weird thing. You know, it makes me wonder, is this all one big fucking psyop? Dude, <laughs> like, that's what I'm hell, saying. A hell of a lot of work they're that's going That's what I'm here, saying. Right? I really, I While really feel like. Us over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really do. They keep us so distracted with all the shit that may or may not be. Mm-hmm. It keeps us guessing for, it's like a wild goose chase. It's called bread in the circus. But meanwhile, there, meanwhile, there's real shit going on. Mm-hmm. There's real directed energy weapons. There's real weather manipulation yeah there's real you know darpa's put out real mind control mm-hmm. things like that exist that, yeah. but meanwhile everybody's blaming it on aliens everybody's blaming it on instead of putting it where we need to be which is darpa and cia and whoever mm-hmm. knows who else i mean shit it could be a number of places well that's why i don't blame it just on aliens i i think yeah. it's these elites that are in charge and they may be answered to somebody else, but we don't know Maybe, that. Yeah. We don't know that. Yeah. That's just my hypothesis that there is something yeah. beyond them because they worship things like this. Yeah. And that's why I make that connection. Well, tell me about this, uh, the hole in Antarctica, how this plays in. So this hole in Antarctica, I, I've put this together. I think that's actually where they go to. Who, who goes? So the elites go down there to oh, Antarctica, and this is that okay. hole. 
Okay. That's down there where there's that downed craft and they go down there and that's where their base of operation is. Cause it's, there was Nazi bases, new Schwabenland is what it's called. Yeah. Antarctica. Yeah. It's funny. If you look, I'd actually spent like two hours looking at this. This was ridiculous, but <laughs> I uh, looked at all the continent of uh, Antarctica on Google earth. Yeah. I looked at all the different bases and stuff. There are no bases around this particular hole either. There's actually like tracks that go all the way around Antarctica. I mean, you can zoom in and out. You can see all the different things, but there's a hole there. I think that is their base of operation mm. for this connection with a terrestrial being that's not good. Mm. So and that's what my hypothesis is with this, if they're working with these entities, is they're there. There's a lot more there than we don't know. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, Antarctica, there's a lot of shit going on there. That's well, every, lots of countries weird. have bases. There's tons of the Russians yeah. do, the Chinese yeah. do. Yeah. Nobody owns Antarctica. Supposedly. Supposedly, right? Yeah. But that's where I'm putting this together is where they, you know, if there's- So an this, entry point. Yeah, it's an entry point. Maybe okay. for trafficking, okay. maybe for off-world, you know, jumps, things like that too. What's this, um, do you think this plays in with the giant thing as well? Yeah, I think giants are there because I think the giants are in contact with these elites. Well, which scientists. direction do you want to go next? Do you want to go giants? Do you want to go because we've got your security guard guy? We've got some things about Phil Schneider. And then, of course, we've got the Bill Cooper warning. Well, let's talk about the giants because that kind of yeah. relates to the Nephilim and kind of this idea. Okay. And we'll, we'll head that way. <laughs> let's see. Is that the... Oh, mythical giant, right? Yeah, the Kandahar giant. Yeah, yep. Kandahar giant. All right, let's do it. Oh, it's already up. Man. Incident happened during the height of Operation Enduring Freedom in 2002, after a group of soldiers went missing. A rescue unit was sent to investigate. The team came across a cave with scattered army equipment around, but missing soldiers. And that's when they chanced upon the Kandahar giant. The Kandahar giant was 13 feet tall with fiery red hair six fingers, and two sets of teeth. It even killed one of the Special Forces soldiers with a spear before the rest of the unit brought it down with 30 seconds of sustained gunfire. And after they radioed it in, the army took away its corpse and has hidden it ever since. The soldiers were forced to sign non-disclosure agreements so the government could keep them all quiet. But eventually, the soldiers broke their silence because, as one of the men would later say, the people have a right to know the truth. Click the comments for- Is that the guy- uh, who was it that came forward? I'm trying to remember his name too. I, I was thinking that when we were listening to that as well. Yeah. Cause that's something, you know, I mean, I get, again, that's the hard part for me is it's, I, I understand that in some cases, that's all we have mm -hmm. is, is testimony from people that experience something. But when it comes to things like this, you're basically building a case for, this, you know, the idea that giants exist, we're building a case mm -hmm. to show that that's true. Well, in order to build that case, you can't just have a whole bunch of people saying it's true. No, you have to have something that points to the fact that it's true well, to back up the words. That's why we have like Floyd Wills that has the yes. research yes. with the, yes. the large bones, the Smithsonian hiding this. That's why I'm trying to show everybody here is yeah. that. There's some underground shit that we don't know about. And that's why I showed you the hole in Antarctica. 
this kind of interconnected network, supposedly. Yeah. I'm just going to say this, even though I probably shouldn't. But Say it! Yeah, fine. <laughs> supposedly, there's a red line and a blue line under DIA, which is inter- Intercontinental High-Speed Tram. What's the use. DIA? Is that Denver, Denver International Airport? Oh, okay, there's yeah. a lower floor. So they took them a long time to build. It's not in Denver either for a reason, but that's there's a northern train and a like a southern train or east or west. Oh, okay, directional a red and a blue line that's underground. And I think a lot of these earthquakes and things that have been happening are these dumps that are getting destroyed. Actually, oh, you think they're being destroyed? Yes. Why do you think they're being destroyed? I think the supposed white hats or whatever you want to call them, this the good side of the government, if there is that, is yeah. getting rid of these things, trying to wipe out these elites that are doing this bad stuff. Really? They're trying to stop all the trafficking. They're trying to stop all this. That's what all this stuff is happening underground. You know, there was a tunnel from in Arizona to a KFC in Arizona to Mexico where they're trafficking drugs underground. The cartel back and forth. There's all these interconnected tunnel systems yeah. that we don't know about underground. That's if there's a species of things down there, we don't know yeah. for sure. I mean, we do have some evidence showing that there were large bones that are hidden from different beings S- covered up by the Smithsonian. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I'm kind of tying all this in together to kind of show you that there's stuff probably going underground. Well, and that's something that Phil Schneider had talked about. And that's where we should go. Okay, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about Phil Schneider. Let's see, 1329, right? I believe so. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Security guard named Thomas E. Costello came Oh, wait, is that the different guy? Yeah, that's a different one. But that's, Whoops. Yeah. Well, let's start with the Phil Schneider. Where was the Phil Schneider? Should be right below. Oh, there it is. Ah, there it's a short, right? Yeah, it's a short. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nah, it's right. hard to find videos of him. Actually, I agree. I they agree. Have, like, there used to be a lot. Yeah, Bill now Cooper it's hard to, too. Yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know. All right, Phil Schneider. 1996, the Pentagon has spent $8.5 trillion in taxpayer money that has never been accounted for. I'm Phil Schneider, government geologist as engineer, structural engineer with aerospace applications. I was involved in something very controversial, almost totally unbelievable to most of you. I was involved in building a base inside of Dulce, New Mexico, on the southwest part of the Archuleta Mesa. In this process, I was lowered down the basket of one of these holes, and about from me to this elderly woman here in the front was sitting a seven-foot-tall alien. I always, every time I hear that, this elderly woman sitting in front, I can imagine <laughs> a 40-year-old chick going, Hey! Hey! I'm a smoker. I just look older. You've aged quite gracefully, right? <laughs> Phil, Phil just calling her out. This clearly 65-year-old woman, she's like, God damn it! I went makeup-free today! Alien Gray, the stench was worse than the worst garbage can you can imagine. And I killed two of them. Yes, they're mortal and they do die. It makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder, that's for sure. Well, Phil Schneider, that whole thing is really crazy. Well, because, he lost part of his hand. Yeah. And, you know, there's all these claims like, you know, people that say, oh, he did it to himself. And I will say there are cases of people being very mentally ill mm-hmm. and in order to substantiate a claim of mutilation, they mutilate themselves. 
He was married at the time, though. The wife. He that, was married at the time. Yeah. You know, I don't think his he's family. Do that. His family claimed that he was that he was telling the truth, mm-hmm. and that even his death, which was uh, strangled by a wasn't it wasn't it like it's a shower. I want to say it was or? tubing, surgical tubing. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, because I think he had like a CPAP machine yeah, or he, something like that. He'd gotten divorced, I believe, and so he was like in a hotel room or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had breathing problems. Probably from going underground. Maybe. Um, let's see. What was it? He had... Dun, 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 dun. Let's see if you can find that, huh? <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to do, but it's, uh, let's see. He died January 11th, 1996. Uh, let's see what it says. Yeah, it was some kind of cordage, remember? Yeah, I want to say it was, it was, uh, I want to say it was surgical tubing. Hey, here's, this is a, a bad joke, kind of, but how would you strangle <laughs> yourself with one hand? Yeah. Seriously, he's lost all the fingers on his other hand. Robert. That's a good point. I mean, that's kind of bizarre, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. I'm trying to figure out. God damn it. Because supposedly when he was in that battle, he was shot by like a, a laser light beam that hit him in the chest and his hand yep. was there. And yep. And he had a, he had a, he had, he showed his chest at one point Mm -hmm. and his chest was all, he said, he claimed he got splayed open. Yeah. Like a fish Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me see if this will say, um, yeah, damn it. Why can't I find, I used to be able to find it like right away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like how he died. Probably sweeping the damn internet, man. Dude, man. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah, either way, it was a uh, very suspicious situation. Yeah. Yeah, supposedly they said he died of a stroke. So here's something. He supposedly died of a stroke while committing suicide <laughs> during a gun battle. What? Well, that's That's, that's something. a whole other yeah, story. That's not, yeah, that's um, not... Yeah, because I saw the pictures oh, of him, actually, like the autopsy pictures, and he had like a cord around his neck. Yeah. So how a gun got involved in this, that's more probably Well, I think truth. that what they're talking about is the gun battle that he claims he went through. Oh. Is, hmm. what, is what I believe, but... Um, I think he was killed by nefarious... Oh, here we go, here we go. Less than six months after his performance, talking at uh, the Preparedness Expo in 1995, six months after this, he was found dead in his apartment with a piano string. That's what it was. Yeah. Wrapped around his neck. Who? Why would he have a piano string? Yeah. Like, that's like a murder In a hotel tool. room. That's like a bad edition of Clue. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, death by the piano string, right? Yeah. I don't know how he'd even grip that. I'm, you know, not to be morbid, but he had, yeah, he has no, all you're right. Fingers. You're right. Yeah. Interesting. So yet again, this relates back to an, the alien attack, you know, he yeah. was lowered down into one of these dumbs that he was working as a contractor. Yeah. Got in a battle with these underground beings. Yep. And it is, you know, it is, I mean, again, to me, the Phil Schneider thing is is very hard mm-hmm. because 
it touches on a lot of things that other people have touched on that are still alive. Yeah. And so it makes you wonder like, why, why was he killed for saying what seems to be what a lot of other people have said? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, doesn't Greer say a lot of the same stuff? He probably took it from Schneider. Maybe, <laughs> but why is he allowed to say it when, when Schneider apparently wasn't? Control, what was it about Schneider? Maybe, but I mean, other people are saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. So what narrative are they controlling? It seems to be the narrative is is out there. So why take him out? Well, I think if you can kind of branch off of the existing narrative that's been released that yeah. wasn't supposed to be, yeah. they can then twist that. It's just like anything that's like true. the news, that's right? That's true, yeah. You can have Fox News and then CNN saying the same thing yeah. in different ways, right? That's true. That's a good point. That's true. Well, now I think it'd be a good time to play that one that we were going to yeah, play. Yeah, Security Guard. Yeah. yeah. Cuz this is a story very similar. Yeah. Which something I want to point out before we get it started oh, is yeah. this image right here that it's on, you have Paul Benowitz, Richard Doty, Linda Moulton Howe, Bill Moore, uh, down in the corner, the right-hand corner is Phil Schneider. Mm-hmm. And then this mystery, who is, uh, what's his name? Thomas Costello. Yep, Thomas Costello. Uh, so anyways, it's very interesting that all those people are in the same group. And you know what? Doty almost looks like an older, happier Hitler. Yeah, he does, actually. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe he's a bad clone. Went I'm wrong. so happy that I got out of the <laughs> German war, that I survived. Thomas E. Costello came forward in 1988, claiming to have worked in an underground facility. John Lear said back in the early 2000s that he believes... 88 was also the time in which Bill Moore Mm -hmm. started talking about the the, uh, UFO community being infiltrated. Yes, and this is also coast to coast we've talked about, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm Mm-hmm that Phil Schneider copied his story based off of Costello's story. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So you have John Lear, (laughs) who's another big figure in ufology, saying that the the Phil Schneider's story was copied from Tom Costello's story that John Lear was telling. Yeah. That's confusing. What's the best way to get rid of credibility, though, is to repeat the story through multiple people over and over again. Which is funny because what happens is with everybody else, they look at that as being more credible, mm-hmm. which is really funny. Which I think it's the opposite. Me too. Richard Doty said, hey, this guy actually told the truth. We it's a script. Him. It's yeah, a script. script. Yep. It's everybody following a pre-made mm-hmm. message, which again is what I think a lot of these people are doing. Mm-hmm. They're taking templated information. They're building it on their own details. And maybe some of these people really do believe this stuff. Yeah. You know, that again, you know, some of the things that we've talked about, about other people like Travis Walton, you know, who passed uh, lie detectors. Well, if you believe what you're saying, then it's not a lie. Yeah, you can put like a tack in your shoe. That's right. It's not, it, yeah. So, I mean, if you believe those things, mm-hmm. um, then technically you're not lying, but that doesn't mean that you're telling the truth if you're passing along false information as though it's true. 
Costello yeah. described seeing uncomfortable things he didn't understand, being told that the people down there were not sane and not to talk to them, but it didn't sit well with him. He was even responsible for leaking a photo that purportedly contained an alien-human hybrid in a sack of fluid. After giving his testimony, Costello disappeared. Another strange coincidence is that the book that Bill Moore wrote that got the attention of the Majestic 12 and was his entry into the world of disinfo was on the same subject that Al Bielik was doing lectures on. Al Bielik, of course, being the one who convinced Phil Schneider to come out with his story. Could this just be a tangle of UFO disinfo with the Philadelphia experiment at its center? Even I In the Philadelphia experiment, if you remember, Al Bielik claimed that he was there during the Philadelphia experiment, that when the ship supposedly disappeared, that it was warped through time, and that him and his partner were thrown overboard, mm -hmm. sent into this weird vortex, and appeared in Project Montauk as leading Project Montauk in 1988. Mm -hmm. Seems to be a year that all this is happening. And know? it seems to be very convenient that Al Balik just happened to assume that, mind you, he's somebody else who's propelled into Al Balik's body, or Al Balik's propelled into somebody else's body, I can't remember, and uh, and is now leading Project Montauk. Mm -hmm. very weird very that huge jump and to me that's a very it's almost like a jesus story yeah it's like oh well you just skip 30 years you don't have to explain what he was doing in that 30 years at all oh he was warped through time so here's a question for you yeah so we just saw this little clip of uh, richard Doty in the center of all this right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. potentially potentially yeah. but we know that Thomas Costello saw different things in Phil Schneider. He saw like these sacks of basically humanoids, yeah. like, yeah. you know, hybrids. Mm -hmm. Phil Schneider saw other beings. What if Richard Doty knew that these individuals saw these things and he's trying to control things? That's why he did what he did to Linda Moulton Howe. Yeah. She was looking at something, got into it, and he's like, I have to stop her now. That's what he says. Costello disappeared right away. And then Phil Schneider, he, you know, it's, Probably not easy to get rid of somebody right away sometimes. Yeah. So later on, they took him out. Well, again, I mean, using Paul Benowitz as an example, Paul Benowitz was they didn't send Richard Doty out and Bill Moore out because those are the guys that were sent out to him. Mm -hmm. They didn't send him out to deter him from spreading his message of aliens. Mm -hmm. They convinced him it was aliens. Yes. And then they convinced him to go out and and discuss all that in an endeavor to discredit him. Mm -hmm. That's what I think they try to do with these guys. And so are they being fed truth and then being discredited or are they being fed lies to discredit them? And yeah. that's what I think is just as unprovable as aliens mm -hmm. is we don't know what their true intentions. Maybe it lies somewhere in the middle. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> And 15 years later, Phil's own family didn't even really believe him. His ex-wife said that he would often make up fantastical stories. That was just the kind of guy he was. <laughs> A weird detail here, though, is that for some reason, when Phil unexpectedly died in a bizarre way, she asked Gabe Valdez, the New Mexico state trooper who investigated the cattle mutilations in the 1970s around Dulce, to look into Phil's death, saying that it didn't make sense to her even doubting that it was really his body. But she stopped short of calling it murder. Hmm. I really want 
Because you can't say that. No. I mean, she she can't really say. I mean, she can. Yeah. But like you know, she could get in legal trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing if we say it's murder. Yeah. You know, but if she says it's murder, it's a whole nother thing, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, again, the Phil Schneider thing. I mean, I, I, I love the idea that Phil Schneider is telling the truth. Yeah. You know, I love the idea that there are, you know, these military bases, which there are, mm-hmm. and that, you know, there are all these tunnels, which there are, but what we don't know whether it's true or not is if there are all these levels to these bases and, the torture and the hybridization and Mm -hmm. the manipulation and the, the full of alien, you know, reptilians and gun battles. And that's what we're not sure about. Yeah. What if it's just bad hybrids they're making, you know, and they're posing them as aliens, right? It could be, man. I mean, again, with the level (laughs) of technology we're dealing with, we, it could literally be anything from clones Mm -hmm. to atomic, you know, uh, what's a automatons? Tama? Oh, a tom- uh, automation, like a well, yeah, a like robot, a, yeah, like a cyborg, basically, yeah. or android, or whatever. yeah, android. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, could be any one of those things. Who knows? But I think this is a good time to play the uh, Bill Cooper warning. I do too. What do you think? Yeah, yep. this is kind of my point that I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. and here it is very interesting. Where do I, there we go. There's Bill Cooper's warning. And mind you, Bill Cooper, author of uh, Behold a Pale Horse, Mm -hmm. he believed a lot of what Grush says now. Again, another thing is that he's repeating what Bill Moore said. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, he's again not saying anything new, but uh, he repeats a lot of the same stuff. Crash retrieval programs, UFOs, aliens working with government, you know, this struggle of good and evil, things like that. So the question is, is Bill Moore just tapped in to the truth more than anybody else? And that's why he's saying this. Or did he get a hold of what he thinks is truth based on an orchestrated plan to spread disinformation? And he's telling that, you know, that's that's the question. But here he is, Bill Moore. Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. That's <laughs> what, did I, what did I keep calling Bill Moore. Purpose throughout history. William Cooper is different than Bill Moore. Yes, <laughs> Bill Moore was the guy with uh, 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 Richard Doty mm-hmm. that was sent out and that eventually went out and told in the nineties and the early late eighties to UFO communities, "You have been infiltrated." William Cooper is author of "Behold a Pale Horse." Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I won't do that again, but <laughs> chances are I probably will has been to teach a small number of people how to become adept at controlling everyone else. Their goal is to destroy all existing religions, save theirs, all existing governments, save theirs, and shackle the mob in a system of eternal oppressive debt chained to a computer for the rest of their life. In a propagandized world to make them. <laughs> Does this sound familiar to anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't. A pro- I mean, dude. It's this is spot on. This it's crazy. Ago. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It really is insane to, to hear it, you mm-hmm. know, because it, it is so true. Yeah. Believe that they are happy in this system. <laughs> now, do you think they're succeeding? Yeah. Haven't I described to you just now exactly what is going on in the world today? 
And it's funny to think how long ago that was. Yeah, what year? What year was this? When? Even? Yeah, good, uh, good uh, question. I'm not sure. This is probably like 30 years ago. Let's by see. Now, when right? was it? Let's see if it says. Um, let's see if it says here. It says September 2021. I don't think That's so. That's just probably when the video came out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. But yeah, this happened a long time ago, this video. Yeah, that's what I would think. I think it was well over 30 years ago. Things have been the same pretty yeah. Much. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what's funny about it. Yes, they're succeeding. They're succeeding because the American people don't understand their enemy. They don't even know what's happening. There's a method to their madness. There's really not much method to yours. <laughs> Because you're operating from a place of ignorance. And until you change that, you're going to be bumbling around, bumping into each other, saying and doing the wrong things, not understanding the nature of your en enemy. And if you don't understand the nature of your enemy and the weapons they use, you cannot fight that enemy. You can't fight the battle. You shouldn't even be on the battlefield. That's why you're losing the war. And don't tell me you're Now, what was that? Do you recognize that? Mm -mm. From a previous episode that we did, the portal. Oh, that's right. In Switzerland. Yes. That's exactly what they're showing right there. Yep. So it's it's all connected, yep. man. Oh, that's it's right. All, that's CERN. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's all that connected. That's CERN, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's yep. all connected. Not because I'm in a place of great knowledge about who's winning and who's losing this war. And I can assure you, you're losing the war. This country was founded by dangerous men. Amen. And the moment the people in this country cease to be dangerous men, it's going to be the day we cease to have a country. And I'm going to tell you right now, unless we can be successful in creating a real free press where the American people get different viewpoints other than those expressed in the establishment-controlled media, there's going to be a civil war in this country, and it's going to come soon. And that's pretty much where he starts getting into politics. Yeah. But up till that point, I mean, really, you know, that's what we're talking about, is yeah. a concerted effort. You know, and again, what in that statement... What he doesn't say is he doesn't say anything about aliens. He doesn't say anything about UFOs. He talks about propaganda. He talks about motives. He talks about narratives. An oppressive government. An oppressive government. And that's what I'm always talking about is I'm always saying, look, in place of an oppressive alien race that's abducting people and experimenting them, we have government that does that. Instead of an alien race that is kidnapping people and killing people for their organs and their minds and their souls, we have a government that does that. Uh, uh, it, we don't need, uh, you know, surfboard flying aliens <laughs> when we could potentially have uh, thruster booted CIA creepos mm -hmm. cruising around in the Amazon jungle. Absolutely. You know, we know that there's black ops groups. We know that there's black budget projects. We know all these things exist. Why does it need aliens to make it happen? Why does it need the alien narrative to be true? Because maybe that's what they want. They want a scapegoat, the greatest one, because you can't prove it and you can't disprove it. 
it's it's fully based on culture it's fully based on belief and faith and and they put enough of the culture out there to make people believe or at least that it's in their mind where it's one of the first things that pops up when you see something weird ufos aliens something out of the ordinary unconventional craft so it just you know it, it's like one of those recipes just add aliens <laughs> You know, and that's what they got. They got a they got a pre-cooked meal for you. And all you got to do is add in your belief. And it's whatever you want it to be, as long as it's not alien. It's like, uh, you know, people want to say that uh, um, Caesar was an open-minded emperor because he allowed people to worship whatever God they wanted. Have you ever heard that? Mm -hmm. Okay. It wasn't that he was an open-minded. It was that he wanted all the fortune and all the luck. So as long as you were praying about Caesar, mm -hmm. he didn't give a fuck who you were praying to. It had nothing to do with being open-minded. Yeah. It had nothing to do with freedom of people or wanting to make sure that people could worship the way they wanted to. It had nothing to do with that. He just figured, eh, it's a numbers game. I don't care who you're praying to as long as you're praying about Caesar. So that's what it was. They were allowed to worship whoever they wanted to as long as they prayed for Caesar. So here we have the same scenario. Mm -hmm. You have the emperor, which is whoever you want to say is in control. We don't know mm -hmm. that is saying, look, I don't give a fuck whether they believe in aliens. I don't give a fuck if they believe in Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster. I don't give a fuck as long as it's not us. Yeah. As long as it's not the U.S. government or whatever world government doing it. I don't give a fuck what they say. Let them have at it. Mm -hmm. But the moment they start talking truth about government, put them down and put them down hard. The moment they start talking about human origins, censor them, call them racist. Mm -hmm. That's happening. Yeah. So that's what I tend to lean towards is what do we actually have evidence for? We can speculate all day long about what mm -hmm. we don't have evidence for, but let's keep in mind, we know who the real enemy is. The real enemy is government. And I don't care U.S., Peruvian, Chinese government, Russian government. I don't give a fuck what government it is. If it's government, it's corrupt and it's rotten. Yeah, because how, how does the government control the people yeah. by their money? Well, not only money, dude. If you look, it, go back to medieval times mm -hmm. when you had kingdoms. How did they control a population? Food, information, and travel. And fear. <laughs> well, yeah. and shit, man. Yeah. I mean, you didn't even have to, you could just be afraid of dying of starvation. It, yeah. it wasn't even about being afraid of the kingdom or not. Mm -hmm. It was about being afraid of not getting food. Yeah. Being afraid to, uh, you know, not having a, a, a home. I mean, back then you could be executed for whatever, you know, any of that stuff. So, I mean, there was fear all over the place. But what did most people fear the most? Dying of starvation. So, Ben, yeah, thinking about this whole show we've just gone over. Yeah. So I kind of get what you're telling us too. Is that I think instead of us looking and reaching for all these unknowns, what ifs, and what ifs, why don't we look at what's right in front of us? There you have it. And the then table if there is, is something, set. It's there. That's but right. Not, don't worry about it. That's kind of what Bill Cooper's saying. Hey, yeah, this is in front of you. You're being dumb. Exactly. <laughs> like That's figure right. it out. Start there, and, and they keep putting that, things. They keep putting things in front of you to make you. Go, oh, but maybe it is that. Mm -hmm. Oh, but, but maybe it is this. It's the shell game. Mm -hmm. You know, they got you looking everywhere, but where, they, where you need to be looking. And yes, I think at the heart of the whole UFO narrative and topic, there is a singular message 
which is that the government is lying to you. Mm-hmm. The government is hiding things from you, but it's all speculative, whether it's aliens, we know that what they're hiding from you is certain information. What we know that they're hiding from you is technology. Now, all these things are true. Your origins, they've been hiding. It's, mm-hmm. it's in your face. Every time there's a, this, uh, Ganung Padang thing that's coming up, that's come up. Uh, it's like 57,000 years old. It's the, the rectangular, um, blocks, that are all over mm-hmm. the place. And it's it's just now they put out a new study to say that it's it can't be uh, advanced civilization. It had to have been natural formation. <laughs> natural formation. Huh. And they say that anything else is pseudoscientific and pseudo-archaeological or archaeology. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. And, and so, again, I, I'm like, well, look, I... What's being censored? Look back on the last three years. Mm-hmm. What was being censored? The truth. Yeah. What's what's out loud and proud right now? UFOs. Why? If it's such a sticky subject for the government, why is it literally everywhere? Mm-hmm. Literally everywhere. You, hashtag UFO Twitter is a thing. <laughs> you know, the UFO whistleblower was on the biggest podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. It, that's not the threat, you know, and it may be true. It may not be true, but if it is true, it's not a threat because if it was, it'd be censored. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a threat. If it's real, I don't think it's a threat. I think, I think what we have on our hands at most is future traveling humans that are studying the ancient past, just like we do with better technology. You know, it's that idea that if we've thought of it, then somebody else has done it. Yeah. And if we're talking about the government or whatever agency, DARPA, whatever it is being 50 to 80 years in the future. Well, Jesus, dude, (laughs) we have no idea what's, what's possible. Maybe time travel's real. I don't know, but I'm thinking a thousand years, 5,000 years, 10,000 years in the future. I bet somebody figured it out. Shit, will we still be around then? <laughs> yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, I probably. think uh, for whatever reason, maybe it's f- to come back and figure out what we did wrong. Yeah. It could be for whatever reason, but I think that's the most likely thing because that follows human nature already. The way we're evolving as in our structure and our appearance and things like that is very alien-like. If you push it out, you know, we're hairless. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to lose uh, the need for mouths when you can communicate telepathically Your fingers. That's right. Yeah. In which to twiddle each other with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's nothing to twiddle anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, there's something, something to twiddle. Who knows? Well, it, they're twiddling us. Yeah. You yeah, know, so you that's go. what <laughs> go back and twiddle ancient humans. Yeah. <laughs> we need to grow that back. That sucks. <laughs> bring it back. Bring back the elongated finger ritual. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> I see militia forming. Tinfoil. Militia. Stop, militia! The tinfoil. Militia. I joined the militia, but why would you? What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. Want you to join the tinfoil militia, and all you got to do is provide some value, and hopefully you're getting some value for us. I don't know what you're watching it for. If we're not providing value, what are you doing? 
Are, are, are we a hate watch? Are we a hate listen? <laughs> tell me. Tell me how much you hate me. I love it. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, we appreciate the support. Tinfoil Militia, uh, we love you guys. You know, the big thing is, is like, I'd be doing this regardless, but with your support and your energy and your love, uh, it makes it a lot easier and it makes it so much better to be able to do new things. It keeps the energy up and all that great shit. And so, uh, so that's what we want to do. We want to invite you to, uh, get involved in the show, be a donor, not a boner. UFONOPodcast.net is where you can go to find all the different ways to donate. We got a whole bunch of different ideas. The 420 donation, um, 69, uh, whatever, uh, literally whatever number you can come up with that you think would be fun to throw at us for whatever reason. Um, it'd be cool. And, uh, and it puts you on the road to Admiral. Uh, in fact, we got a new one. We've got a new uh, Julian Lloyd donated a whole dollar and I love it. Anything, look, any donation, it doesn't matter, a dollar, dollars $100, $1,000, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> but either way, I love it all. It just shows that you want to get involved, and I dig that. I dig that so much. Um, and, you know, we've got some big things in store. Again, you know, part of what helps you do this is it helps us pay for the shit that's required in order to do bigger and better things. You know, like in order to go live, I need a little bit more power, need a little bit more uh, ability, you know, and, and the money helps do that. And you just, you have to pay to do a podcast these days. You know, you got to pay a platform. You got to pay to do this. You got to pay to that. So it all helps to go to that. Appreciate it very much. But again, any donation, it means the world. It's just fantastic. So we love it all. But uh, we got a big new year's eve show coming up oh yeah uh for our thing for our christmas episode though uh since it's gonna be on sunday is christmas eve uh i got a family mark's got a family we got shit to do and i i'm sure you all have family as well but while you're hanging out with your family i'm still gonna give you something to listen to you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna rerun the very first episode of ufo no podcast Nice. Going back to the beginning, we're going to do a rerun and it's blind Mike, my friend, Lucas Dixon. Uh, we started this thing and it was really fun and we had a ball and I still laugh when I listen to that first episode, I still chuckle. And so I think you're all going to dig it, but we're going to go back. Uh, but new year's Eve show is going to be huge. It's yes. going to be big. We're going over at least a hundred. I'm thinking of, uh, the best 2023, uh, sightings, videos, photos. We're going to break it down. It's going to be great. And I'm hoping that we're going to have Nate in studio. I'm hoping that we'll have uh, Ed in studio. Might nice. just have the Rat Pack over here. It'd be really fun. Um, but anyways, it's going to be a very big show. And we're going to do a thing that we haven't done, which is we're going to do a phrase throughout the show. Hmm. One word at a time, three words. And if you watch the show, for the entirety of the show and write down what the words are. We'll let you know what they are and all that. But if you write them down at the end of the show, we're going to see who got all three words. And if you got all three throughout the show, you're going to win a box of merch from our friend Casey Armadillo. Uh, fan of the show. Great guy. Donates as well as does merch on the side for us. Fantastic. And he gave me a whole bunch of shit. And now I'm going to give a whole bunch of shit to somebody else on the show who wins it, but you got to be there and you got to be paying attention. You got to be listening to the show, watching in real time. Cause you're going to catch the three words that again, are going to lead up to a phrase that we're going to do at the end of the show. So get involved. That's the only way to win the merch new year's Eve show going to be big. It's going to be great. And I'm very, very excited. Um, so again, I mean, we just got big things in store, man. January, 
we got another ancient aliens uh alum yeah. <laughs> would be the regular uh, the alien yeah, contributor yeah, yeah. anyways mike rick the uh, rick secker it's gonna be great i'm very excited for that um talking to these ancient alien guys we had michael cremo on not too long ago super rad dude that was so awesome my god that was amazing so again ufonopodcast.net is all things ufo know you can go and join our discord community where you keep the conversation going uh, chat with us anytime before during or after the show uh, i got a section on there for uh encounters ai art or we got the clubhouse where you can just generally chat uh, chat talk shit you know whatever you want to do um, we got new episodes every sunday like i said this coming sunday is new uh christmas eve rerun episode one of UFO No, and then uh, the following Sunday, New Year's Eve. Big banger of a show. Don't miss out. 6.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard right here on Rumble and on the website. And uh, that's it, man. That's it. Mark, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, dude. Yeah. What a great show. Heck that was yeah. fun, man. I think we went through a lot. Yes. I'd love to hear your comments, what y'all think about what we went through. Did we miss anything? Did we nail it? Because I feel like we did. Um, but otherwise, buy some merch. Get involved. Again, be a donor, not a boner. And uh, be an official tinfoilist in the tinfoil militia by donating. But otherwise, stay elevated. Keep your eyes to the skies. And remember, watch out for the government. They're shoisty bastards. Peace out, y'all. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.